0: In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul talks about a sign that you are a spiritual child. Hmm. Now, there's many of those signs, but Paul talks about a pretty interesting one here. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be described that way as a spiritual child. No, not at all. I think he wants us to mature and grow up and into uh, spiritual adulthood. Absolutely. And there is a huge, huge point that he makes here in Ephesians four. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm
1: Junior, and I'm Scott, and I'll go ahead and get started uh, reading in verse one, Ephesians four, beginning in
0: verse one. You know, you know what's that? This is just, kind of funny because we pre-record this. Yeah, this is what I listened to this morning. because yeah. this is our second time through Ephesians. Yeah, you know, yeah. so this is actually the actual I, I chapter. To it as well. Right? Wasn't it this and morning? The,
1: the hook was a little different uh, yeah. this morning yeah. than uh, yeah. yeah, right. All right, so here we are, Ephesians four, beginning in verse one. Therefore, I, a prisoner, a Uh, For serving the Lord begged you to lead a life worthy for your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. It, that not that interesting? Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. It doesn't mean excusing sin, though, does it, Dad? No, but we're talking about, uh, you know, I, the, the things that we get annoyed with other people with most are things that we would look, want them to overlook in ourselves. And so what, you know, and even when it comes to sin issues, if we're going to address every single sin that another person commits, that's all we're going to be doing. We we, we have to allow people to be accountable to God ultimately. Yeah. And maybe when there's an issue that affects everybody else, that that's uh, an issue that we should address or just out of love for their own benefit to bring it to them. Then, you know, and that's the real question. Is this going to be something that's beneficial to them Am my and am I in a position where I have earned the right to be able to go to another person about what their sin issue right. may be? Yeah. Because remember what Jesus said. He said, make sure you get the log out of your own eye before you start addressing the specs in other people's eyes. Yeah. All right. So anyway, he says, uh, out of love, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious
0: hope for the future. Now that's really important. That he's talking about one body and one. So he's talking about the church, there, the body, right? Yes. Yep. So, and I just want to point this out: church is necessary for anybody who calls themselves a believer. Now, just yeah. because you go to church doesn't mean that you are a Christian. No, just is just like, I think, who was it that said, uh, just like sending your garage doesn't make you a car. Yeah. Climbing you know?
1: a tree doesn't make you a monkey. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: But I don't know. And I'm getting to the point where I don't know if I believe that there are followers of Jesus who are not connected to and part of the body of Christ. Yeah. That Jesus is coming back for his church. Yeah. Are you part of his church? Now I'm not just talking about like church attendance I and mean, how faithful are you? Yeah. I'm talking about, are you part of the body and accountability yeah. under the eldership? Gathering of, with other believers yes.
1: uh, for mutual edification. You're building them up. You're allowing them to participate in building you yes. up. Are you yeah. part of the
0: body? It is not a prerequisite of salvation, but this is what we do when we, when we be become a follower of Jesus, we join his body. And
1: I did have a conversation uh, boy, several months ago now where somebody said, well, I am. I'm part of the Big C Church because I'm a believer. I'm in the Big C Church. And I said, well, are you interacting with these other believers then? Is there any kind of a corporate worship that you No, no, no. I don't go to church anywhere. And you're not, and it wasn't part of a, any kind of a Bible study, nothing yeah. but claim, but you're not really, you're not really part of, can you imagine having yeah. part of the body, you know, a body part saying, well, I'm part of the body, even though it's cut off and completely right. separate. Well, and from I don't know body. who this
0: person is, is, but the reason they're not is my guess. I'm just being judgmental here, yeah. Dad. You can call me out on my fault here, <laughs> but my guess is they just don't want accountability. They don't want submission, and that's what re- is required when you join a community and a body of believers. Yeah,
1: and it, it, that's pretty much what the situation was. They, they of course could point to a thing that went wrong in the church and the reason why they left. Yeah, and uh, but but here we find what the apostle Paul is teaching and what Jesus taught as well. That that kind of love is going to cause us to make it through those times, no matter what. So all of us as followers of Jesus, we are to be a part of the church. Anyway, uh, so yes, uh, verse four, verse five. Or verse five. Now there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all, in all and living through all. And by the way, Junior, we got to keep moving here because this, uh, this podcast last week was the longest podcast we've ever had in oh, the history yeah. between right. the lines. So we went okay. 16 minutes this morning you know, for the one that I listened to this morning. Yeah, so I think that was all your fault. I think you just kept on yeah, talking. I think and... you, yeah, it was actually, you brought <laughs> up something. that well, Verse seven, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. This is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. That is the world that we live in. He came here and then went to heaven. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ has given to the church. And so he's saying that Christ has given to the church to be able to operate well, and they are the apostles that were the original apostles of the first century foundation. The prophets, those who had God had given that special ability to to give forth His word. The New Testament hadn't been complete yet, and these prophets were giving these words of prophecies that also then much of which became our New Testament. The evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. So. We have the evangelists, pastors, teachers that even today are the full-time Christian workers in the church. They were given to the church. The responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church,
0: the body of Christ. I love that. Uh, I know I shouldn't be speaking in too much for here, but it just, equip God's people to do his work. Yeah, That's a big, major part of teaching. Teaching isn't just, hey, let's just get a bunch of head knowledge. Now, yes, we should know God's word, mm-hmm. but teaching is all about to do God's work, teach them to obey my commands.
1: Yeah, and what we teach our, our teachers is that every sermon is to be, there's three parts to it. There's inspiration, explanation, An application. That is, we want to inspire people to be hungry for whatever God's word says. That's what I want to do. Then we want to give a clear explanation. That's an instruction of what the word actually teaches. This is what these scriptures say, and this is what this means. And then thirdly, application. How do we actually apply this to our lives so that we're practicing what we just heard from? All right, so this will continue until we all come to Did I skip over something here? Where are we at? Yep, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. All right, so let
0: me just point that out there because that was the hook. A sign of image, spiritual immaturity yeah. is when you are a Christian who just loves to jump on all these different bandwagons.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And 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 there's a lot we're of bandwagon more by on. your feelings than you
1: are yeah. about being stable and solid in the teachings of Scripture. That's right. All right. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. So we're to speak the truth, but speak it in love. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Once you pick it up, verse 17. Yeah,
0: with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. Now, this is interesting because he's writing to the church in Ephesus. And that would have been a lot of Gentiles in that church. Oh, yeah. Saying, Don't do as the Gentiles yeah. do. So he's talking about unbelieving Gentiles. Well, and even entering
1: into the church, it was viewed in that first century as
0: being entering into Judaism. Yeah. The so Christian while, Gentiles saw themselves as Jews. Yes,
1: because it was a completion. They were grafted yeah. in. Yeah.
0: Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But this isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Now I um, this is important for a believer to be able to look back at their life and say, that was me before Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is, there should be a, a distinction, a distinction between before Jesus and after. Yeah. Now for guys like me, it's a little bit hard. Cause I you mean, know, I was, I wasn't like born a Christian cause you can't be right. But you know, I was born in in, in a Christian household a Christian and household. And still, yeah. So like six, you know, six years old, I think is like when I prayed for the first time, I think maybe I became a believer at 17, like, yeah. you know, actually, but it's not like I'd be like, oh, I saved up a life of drugs at five years old, right. <laughs> you know. But for for the most part, we should be able to look back and be like, I was lost at this point, yeah. and now I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not a, a day, maybe it's a season, but there should be that distinction. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting your anger control you don't let the sin don't let the sun go down on, on you while you're still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil mm. if you are a thief quit stealing instead use your hands for good work and then give generously to others in need don't use foul or abusive language let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them are your words encouragement to those who When people see you coming into the office or coming, driving into the driveway at home and coming inside, do they expect to get encouragement from you? Paul's saying Mm -hmm. they should. Yeah. And that, which
1: that's a great question to ask. And I I have to ask myself that question that all of us, how is it that people see us? Because it's really easy for us to say, well, this is how I am. It's another thing though. What are people expecting when they first see me? Yeah. Is my life characterized by that kind of uplifting with my words and just my presence? Yeah. All
0: right, let's get over to Promise. Uh, no, we got a few more verses here. Sorry, oh. Dad. I think you did this on this all chapter. Right. As well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, <laughs> let's just throw the, you off. the paragraph divides here in the <laughs> <Right>? Bible. <Yeah. laughs> Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you'll be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, mm. through Christ, has forgiven you.
1: Yeah, that whole section is so valuable. I encourage. And we I use that. That's one of the most commonly used passages, that whole section there in counseling. There's so much value there. But uh, for the sake of time, we'd better uh, move on and get over to Proverbs. So we're in Proverbs chapter 11, and it's a very practical chapter, wisdom chapter And a lot of good stuff in here, but let's just look at verse 13, where Solomon writes, a gossip goes around revealing secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. You know, Junior, I very rarely see anybody who admits to being a gossip. I often see people getting upset when they hear gossip being shared about them but oftentimes the people who get the most upset when they hear something has been shared about them are also the quickest to share some things about other people. Yeah. And yeah. and then there's other people where something has been shared about them and they just kind of shrug it off like, well, people are going to talk. And oftentimes those are the people that don't, that they're, they're very rarely share gossip. Yeah. And the fact is it's a temptation for all of us. Yep. Yep. We've all got to be careful. And I think we're all guilty of this. Yeah but this is a very serious thing. And it's one of those things that creates a lot of that division in the body of Christ, in the church and between people. And it hurts our Christian witness in yeah. a huge way. I Stay love out that, of the drama.
0: I love that. You say that nobody wants to admit that there, uh, nobody does. Yeah. In fact, but the few who do usually aren't really gossips Yeah. because uh, there's a, a girl on staff and she had mentioned something to me. Um, it was like borderline. I was like, mm, but it, it was a little bit gossipy. Um, two people were just like yelling, not, not in staff, but two people yeah. were just like yelling at each other. And so I was going to hear it anyways, but she's like, just a warning, you're going to hear some, you know? <laughs> um, and so I, and so later on she texted me, she said, that was gossip. I should have let you find that out for yourself. And I just want to, and I was like, you know, I don't really think it was gossip because I was just about to, it was just a warning because I was about to fight. And she's like, no, I don't want to be that way. Wow. And, and I have more respect for her yeah. because of that. And that should be all yeah. of us that when we feel like maybe that was gossip, repent right away and tell that person yeah, that was go. gossip. I should that's have great. done that.
1: Yeah, that's good. All
0: right. All right. And, uh, it's,
1: today is the international day of something. I'm bagel,
0: sure. which I can't say, so everybody's going to make fun <laughs> bagel, of me. It's bagel, like, bagel, yeah, bagel, bagel. You're, yeah. you're not using the short a, Junior. Come I, on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As as the beginning of Ephesians says, what did we just read? We said, uh, be patient with them, making allowance for each other's faults. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say plague. I can't say bagel. So, so just make, let's make, make allowance. allowance for my okay. faults and so, go buy a bag of bagels today. <laughs> so what is <if,
1: laughs> What is the significance of this
0: bagel day? What are we supposed to do about it? I have no idea. Eat a bagel. All right. (laughs) Well, happy bagel day. Hey, have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, God bless.